From the headquarters of Griggs Systems Incorporated and on-site location, this is the Smarter Building Solutions podcast powered by Griggs Systems. Our show highlights exclusive interviews with industry-leading architects, designers, contractors, manufacturers, and thought leaders who construct our communities and the national infrastructure that connects all of us. Our sustainable and innovative material applications are essential in some of the most iconic building projects in the country, as well as your city and community. The podcast illuminates the challenges, breakthroughs, and proven building material solutions brought to industries, organizations, and communities. For our guest today, we're honored and excited to welcome Brian Nelson. Brian is the General and Technical Manager at Knight Wall Systems. Knight Wall Systems is recognized as the most advanced thermally isolating rain screen attachment systems on the market today. The firm uh, manufactures versatile, ventilated rain screen attachment systems that accommodate an expansive array of cladding options. Their expertise is focused on the means and methods of attaching rain screen facade panels to the building while reducing the impact on the insulation, reduced thermal bridging. For more information, feel free to visit their website at nightwallsystems.com. Again, that's nightwallsystems.com. Hello, Brian. Welcome to uh, Smarter Building Solutions Podcast. Thank you very much for being here. We're really happy and honored you're here. Yeah, thank you, Tom. I'm happy to be here and talk about Nightwall. Excellent. Uh, as we talked prior to the show, is you had what we call our virtual green room. Is uh, share with us what you know, a quote or a, a bit of an axiom that that uh, matters to you in your personal and professional life. I think your audience will be interested to hear you. Yeah, I mean, it's something that I've come up with myself. At least I think I have. I don't think I heard it somewhere. Um, uh, but you know, I like to think uh, good enough isn't. And you know, really, what I'm meaning there is. Um, that constant strive for perfection is what we're looking for. And, uh, you know, sometimes something that irritates me and can get under my skin sometimes, oh, that's good enough. That's good enough. And it's like, well, is it good enough? Can we do a little better? I don't know. I mean, sometimes you can't, but. <laughs> yeah. Where did it really resonate with you? Is it something you grew up with or is just you know, as a professional that it really matters to you that, that uh, you don't want to be just good enough? It's something that I guess I've always, I have a bit of perfectionist in me okay. <laughs> where I'm trying to always uh, tweak something just that little bit, just that little bit. Um, you know, sometimes the most minute, littlest, pointless, maybe details um, that I'm, you know, and then frankly, it wastes a lot of time sometimes. And I've come to realize that's also a pitfall, right? If you get too caught up in those details, it, it just it may not matter to anybody. You're the only one that notices it, but um, but at the same time, you know, as you, uh, in the professional, in the career, in the real world, you, you start working around other people and doing things. And, um, even in college, let's say, you know, you're working in a group project mm -hmm. and you have some folks that can really pull their weight and do a really great job. And you have some others that not really, and, you know, you bring your work together and you, it comes together and you look at it and they're like, well, I thought that was good enough. And you're sitting there with, I spent. I don't know how many hours tweaking every little thing, doing every little thing here. And you look at theirs and you're like, you can tell they just, you know, pencil whipped something out there and <laughs> threw it together. And you're like, Ugh. so uh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's where it kind of comes from. Well, yeah, it's a great segue into um, uh, your company and your firm. Share a little bit about it. Yeah. So night wall systems. Um, I've been with the company for, 
Oh, coming on 11 years. Um, so uh, Nightwall, I mean, we're a family company, Night being the family name. Um, so it's owned by two brothers. Uh, and um, for the audience's sake, that's Night as in uh, Knights of the Round Table, <laughs> K-N-I-G-H-T. Um, but uh, anyway, they, they've really been um, in business since 1968, not as Nightwall Systems. So the original corporation is Night Construction. Um, and we're based out of uh, the Spokane, Washington area, Deer Park to be specific, which is just outside of Spokane, Washington. Um, and, you know, they've um, started Nightwall Systems in 2008. And um, ever since then, we, we've just been, um, you know, growing and expanding and, and really, you know, the beginning of the years is really learning who we are as a company and what's our identity and, you know, in the marketplace and what, what are we doing and came into that. And yeah, here we are today. And um, we do uh, mostly attachment systems, predominantly used in range screen systems. So we generally refer to ourselves as a range screen attachment system. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, which is really a subframing system for exterior facade systems that employ the range screen principle. You know, what I like is, is recognizes the most advanced thermally isolating range screen on the market today. If you can share with your audience today, how did, how did you become that? Was it a conscious decision company-wise? Or it's a bit of, you know, by design, you want to be recognized as that market leader? A little bit of both. Okay. I mean, we certainly do want to be recognized as a market leader. We, we feel that we are recognized as that, and we feel genuinely that we are. Um, I mean, we have been around for quite a while, doing this for quite a while, in North America, Let's I'll, I'll mind you, um, range screens have been around for a lot longer worldwide, but in North America, we, we've definitely been around quite a while. Um, I, I wouldn't say we're the originators in North America, but I would say we are one of the pioneers. Um, but, uh, you know, in all honesty, it can be a little subjective as to what you want to say is the most advanced. But in our from our viewpoint, our vantage, we would think that we are you know, one of the most advanced and certainly in terms, not only of the technical aspects of our products, but um, more so even in the breadth of the products of which we offer and the solutions that we offer. We, ha- we have many different solutions f- uh, for accommodating different facades, different insulation types, um, you know, really what is the designer, the owner um, or the contractor, what, what are they trying to achieve what is their goal and we feel like we're pretty well positioned and that's something that we've really have uh, um, made a conscious effort to try to um, oh we've made a conscious effort to try to help the designers and the contractors do that achieve their goals yeah is, is that is there a process that you go through when you meet with architects and specifiers to um, either mentally or, or via checklist or kind of both when looking at what their, what their outcome is expected? It's certainly a series of questions. Um, and uh, I wouldn't say it's a written checklist, but it's, it's certainly something that's, you know, in, in my mind. And um, that's something that we try to educate our reps on our outside sales force um, with what what questions to ask and what to look for. And it really comes again down to what their goals are. Uh, and so, you know, what, what 
you know, what kind of insulation are you using? What kind of R value are you trying to achieve in your wall? Um, effective, you know, or U value may be another uh, better way to say that. Um, depths of the system, are you trying to achieve anything aesthetically or, um, and, and what, one of the probably most important things is what kind of cladding are you using? What is going to be the finished material on that facade when you're done? Um, Cause that's all going to be a heavy driver as to what system you use and how you um, design that system. Yeah. I like that. What are your goals? Uh, so you have a, it sounds like you have predetermined either mental list of questions and also your own insight. How much, how much of your work is, is if you can quantify it, relationship-based, not just technically based? It certainly has grown in recent years on the relationships front. Um, there are a number of um, firms out there that we have done multiple projects with. Um, and that certainly has come, you know, more recent years. Um, I, I don't know if I got to sign a percentage to it, to be honest. Um, and then on the flip side, I would also say on the contractor's front, um, installers, there are a number of uh, those folks that come to us as well, um, that the spec might be written very generically. So it's very open where all they need is a thermally broken system. So they come um, talking, asking us, you know, what can we do? What, what can we do to support this facade or, or achieve this R value or this depth? So um, on the contractor's front, I would say we have a really great relationship. Um, there are a number of contractors um, all across the country that we have some really good relationships with that bring us um, opportunities uh, based on that open you know, spec and, and, and open you know, design, which is something that's new. When we started, mm. there were not open specs, there were not open designs like this um, that we see today. Um, in the early 2010, 2011, 2012, somewhere around there, very few um, people were designing with exterior insulation, um, designing rain screen systems. I remember walking into, you know, when I first started uh, into um, architects' offices and talking about open joint cladding, and that yeah, that blew a lot of people's minds. <laughs> open joint, what? What? What are you going to do about the bugs? Um, which still comes up every now and then, but. Um, yeah, it, it, now it's most designers don't even question an open joint, it seems like. I'm sure there are some that do, but most I hardly ever have that question. Can you share with us some recent projects, you don't have to name names unless you'd like to, that uh, exemplify what it is you're, uh, you're, you're speaking of? Um. So we've we've done a recent uh, recently we've done an air, a project at an airport um, where they were looking for um, achieving good R value effective R value effective wall perform thermal performance through the wall assembly and um, and they were looking at a stainless steel so we were able to um, provide them with a stainless steel system for that assembly. Um, again, try, trying to provide the solutions that they're looking for. And that was very much relationship-based with our contractor. Um, so, um, the, and the contractor was Limo, um, Limo Construction um, out of the New England area. Um, and uh, 
let's see, I mean, we've done a few projects in New York City. Um, depth of system becomes a problem sometimes, hmm. um, especially when you have property line, you know, boundary issues, property line issues there. And if you're doing a retrofit on a project um, that you can see that you have an existing property line, you have an existing building, I can only build out so far. So how, but we also need to achieve these higher R values on these wall assemblies. Uh, how do we do that? And, you know, luckily we've launched a new product, Thermazy, um, just about 10 months ago. And that product um, does achieve very good R value. And it does not, in, you know, add extra depth to the wall assembly, meaning extra depth on top of the insulation, unless it's designed that way. So, I mean, that, that wasn't, so uh, there's a specific project in New York City where we were able to help them on that and um, help them retain the R value for which the building was designed for, but um, keep them within their um, parameters of property boundaries. Yeah, for our, our listeners that uh, are not familiar with the R value, share with us uh, you know, what the R value is. So an R value, the resistance. Um, so it's the uh, thermal transmittance through a wall assembly. And I think the easiest way to explain it is think of a cold environment. Um, I think most, most of North America, we are going to be predominantly in a cold environment where we're, we're heating majority of the time. So... Um, you heat the inside of the building condition, condition that air to be hot. The outside's cold. The heat is going to want to transfer from, uh, and move from cold, from hot to cold. So um, in a building, there's many pathways, right? Through the roof, through your fenestration, um, but through your wall assemblies is one of the major um, opaque wall assemblies. So that heat's going to want to transfer through the wall. That's why we put insulation in walls. Now, just adding more insulation isn't necessarily going to result in the best performance. You might just think, well, the stuff more insulation, there's stuff more insulation in there. And that's not really going to work. Um, it's really about putting that insulation in A, the right place, and B, um, making sure that you are squeezing every little bit of insulating value out of that insulation. Um, and so that it helps retain or limit the amount of heat transfer that can go through that wall assembly. And that when you penetrate that insulation with something conductive, um, which is almost anything <laughs> really, um, that creates what we refer to as a thermal bridge. So the heat is always going to find the path of least resistance and it's going to travel straight through that thermal bridge, bypass the insulation. And now you're just we'll just say leaking energy, leaking, you know, heat and heat is energy essentially. So. Excellent. You're listening to the smarter building solutions podcast powered by Greg systems. We're talking today with Brian Nelson, general and technical manager of night wall systems. For more information, feel free to visit their website at nightwallsystems.com. That's K N I G H T wall systems.com. Brian, you talked a, a bit earlier about your new product. Are, the, are new products something that are uh, marketplace-based or something that you see, you see uh, there's a bit of a demand in the market? 
and then you develop that and see see how you can uh, apply it and how it can benefit your clients and prospective clients. Yeah, so it's certainly a market research based. We, we like to listen to what the market is looking for. What are the problems that we see in the market um, that, and gather information on that and try to develop a product that will um, solve a problem that's in the marketplace. Um, and we listen to what the market wants. Um, so for, um, for instance, this new product, Thermazy, it was really more of a compromise between contractors and designers. Designers need to meet energy code. They need to um, increase the thermal resistance in their wall assemblies. So they need to reduce thermal bridging so that they need a thermally, generally need a thermally isolated cladding attachment system um, for most facades, you know, on panelized systems that are used out there. Where, and then contractors were looking on the other side a lot of these thermally isolated systems are rather complex um, to install and complexity adds time to installation and time to a contractor is money. <laughs> so it makes things expensive. Um, so how can we create a product that is easier to install, hence less time, less money, but it also fulfills the need of the designers on the front of um, the thermal bridging and, and thermal performance. And so that, that we, we are listening to that. We've heard that come up over and over again um, and in the marketplace. And that's, that's where we put our heads together and came up with this design on uh, Thermazy. Um, so that's, that's really you know, what we try to do, but where we try to um, develop a product so we, we don't just come up with some random idea <laughs> and then go out there and let's just market it and market it and tell everybody why they need it why they need it it's that 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 seems a little backwards to me um, and that's also just not how we tend to operate as a company we're, we're trying to listen to the market and then react to it what's it like working with the uh, the architects and the designers on, on the projects especially when you do come up with a new product you know, often on a new product, um, you know, I guess speaking a little to our history, when, when we first went out there to the market, at times I felt like I was selling snake oil. At least that's how I was perceived <laughs> was I was selling snake oil because it was something they didn't really understand. It was a new concept to the most, you know, designers um, and thermal, thermally isolated exterior insulation. All that was just foreign to them a decade ago. Um, so there's a lot of education that had to go on. Um, sometimes I felt like maybe it fell on deaf ears, um, you know, cause I mean, we're a manufacturer and we're, are, are we manipulating data? Is it real? Is it true? I mean, you know, and I could, I could appreciate where they're coming from. Um, a lot of questions, you know, a lot of, um, unknowns there, but that a lot of that's all been proven now over the last decade. So there's a lot less resistance really. And a lot of those, I'll say, fundamentals of it, okay. of building science that's driving this. Um, a lot of it, the fundamentals have been proven, um, the basics. Um, and there's a lot of agreement out there on that. But when it comes to, like, so now we're, we're looking at new products in that realm. You're over that hurdle. Um, and I would say that we, we have a little bit of a brand behind us now. 
um, really. And I feel like we have, it seems like that we have um, developed a little bit of trust within the architectural community, the, the, the entire construction contract uh, building community, I'd say in general, um, for those who are aware of us, know us, um, we've been around, you know, for quite a while now. Um, it seems like at least relative to, to the movement of range screens mm-hmm. um, in North America. And the, the questions really are, are very broad. I mean, that they're, I can't say there's something that comes up all the time. The, the thing that comes up probably most often is where has it been used before? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what's brand new, sometimes it's unfortunate to tell that, um, that person, well, you're going to be the first one. <laughs> they don't like to hear that. So, um, but uh, we're, we're past that now on this product. So, <laughs> but um, and anyway, it, that's usually probably the most common question is, you know, where has it been used before? Other than that, at this point, we, we're kind of over a lot of the major hurdles that we've had to deal with in the past. Yeah, that word trust is so uh, vital and I don't think it's used enough. Uh, usually, I think the big word right now is value, which is obviously very important. But that that trust factor, can you share with us um, how you you've established that sense of trust? Not even sense, but that expectation of trust that you're going to do exactly what you say, um, and then you you have a track record of doing it. I don't know if you if you feel like diving deep on it, but I'd love to hear your your idea and your your thoughts of the word trust and what it really means to you and your company. It, it certainly means a lot to us as a company. I mean, you know, we're, we're very much about, um, in principle, doing business on a handshake. I mean, in the modern world, obviously, unfortunately, we can't do that anymore. But I mean, if we could, you know, we really very much about doing business on a handshake and, and you know, looking someone in the eye and that we're, we're, we're in this together and we're going to do it. Um, I mean, our as I mentioned, they have Knight Constructions, construction company that's um, the original company still around. Um, so it's over 50 years old and they have that reputation where they are known that they will get jobs done on time and they do whatever it needs to be done. If they're working seven days a week for you know a month straight, that's what they're doing. Um, so, um, and I know that's a little bit more in their niche world, but um, that's that culture has trickled over into us as well. That you know we, we need to do everything that we can to um, basically make good on the promises that we've made. Um, can I say that we're a hundred percent have always done everything exactly? There have been mistakes. I mean, we're only we're all human here. <laughs> um, that there have been mistakes. There have been you know things that have been missed or. Um, and whatnot, but uh, generally speaking, we, we're we're generally on top of it. And, it's, and the one thing I would say where we have a, an absolute solid track record is on um, the engineering and, and design of our systems. Um, you know, that's something that where, where I really am involved on that side. And you know, we, we've had you know, let's knock on some wood here, but we, we've had you know, no failures. We've had um, you know, no um, issues structurally. That, that we are ever been made aware of, which I would hope we've been made aware of you know, in the last decade. So, um, you know, our designs tend to be, um, seem to be tried and true. And that's something that we definitely take very seriously. And if there is, and on jobs where we have, you know, um, something that might come up, um, 
I mean, we're, we're, we're right there right away to fix it. I mean, and so to me, that's what matters more is, you know, not about if you mess up, we're, we're all going to make a mistake. Something's always going to happen. We're human. Um, it's about how you recover and how do you solve the problem that's at hand and, you know, or are you running away <laughs> and we're not, we, we've never ran away when we've always, you know, been there to try to make good on everything that um, we can, but I would say that's few and far between is that, that we pretty much do what we say we're going to do. Love it. You're listening to the smarter building solutions podcast powered by Griggs systems. We're talking today with Brian Nelson, General and Technical Manager of Nightwall Systems. You can find them on the uh, the web, of course, at nightwallsystems.com. Again, that's nightwallsystems.com. Brian, with business and commerce uh, evolving, the expectations for the results or outcomes seem to evolve as well. What's your... Uh, What's changed in your experience over the last, say, even two or three years? Well, certainly in the last year, a lot has changed. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, w- without any doubt there. Um, gotten a little bit more efficient on the computer in terms of collaboration <laughs> with, you know, Zoom and Teams and all that. Um, that That's definitely been a, a, something that's changed. And I, I really think that's something that's going to help us in the better um, in the long run, though, uh, that we've all gotten a little more comfortable with with doing online meetings and, and whatnot. Um, you know, something that we deal with and uh, amongst all manufacturers really is the, the volatility of pricing that's that's been going on as well. That's been something that's um, been a hurdle, but um, something that we've been able to um, really keep a handle on and, and and really try to have as much foresight as we can, the best that we can. Nobody... Nobody has the crystal ball. If we did, we wouldn't be here doing this. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, but, you know, and other than that, I mean, it, it's um, in, in the design community, it's something actually I would say that is specific to us. And I think it loosely ties in with what, you're, um, what you asked about there was um, a lot more design assist, mm. whether they're realizing to bring the manufacturer in to I'll say consult with them on the product and use of product application of products or um, even but even more formalized design assist with contractors and bringing contractors design um, installers in early on the facade and help have them help you know on the design assist front um, so I, I've actually I feel like I've seen a little bit more of that in um, the last few years you know, you, you talked earlier, Brian, about uh, building science. Can you step back into that and uh, share, you know, your experience and the importance of building science? Well, I mean, it, it's certainly something in the modern building that is um, very important that you, to, you know, recognize that, that that is a very serious discipline. That is, um, it, it really is something that, all designers really should have a good baseline understanding about as building science, you know, which is really, you know, your, um, you know, heat flow, um, water, air tightness, water tightness, um, you know, vapor movement. Uh, I mean, all that's falling within building science and how we build modern buildings. It's very important that we understand 
um, the consequences of our decisions, design decisions. Um, I mean, where you put that vapor barrier, you know, in the wall assembly, or do you even need one? Um, and, you know, in relation to your insulation, you know, open, uh, is it permeable or impermeable? Um, I mean, your, your air barrier, your water barrier. So those are all things, I mean, it's very important that we, that you, we all know what we're doing. Um, I certainly am not gonna say I'm an expert on all that by any means, but uh, it, I, it is something that we'd certainly need to um, all pay attention to because that, that's really where the longevity and durability of buildings is, or the resilience of our buildings. And really, you know, durability and resilience, if you're talking in terms of sustainability, I mean, that, that to me is a number one priority for sustainability. Build it, want, build it right and build it once build it once and build it right maybe is a better way to say that and um because it's going to be a lot more wasteful to have to rebuild that building 15 or 20 years down the road if i would have just built it right the first time i could probably got 50 or 100 years out of it but so um anyway um you know and, and on that building science front um and it's something that we've seen i you know it's the Associations, industry associations have been around obviously for a long time. Um, there's been a lot more formed, I would say, um, in the last you know decade or two. Um, and you know, even right now, there's a, a new group that's formed. Um, RAINA is what they um, call themselves, and that stands for Rain Screen Association in North America. Um, and they um, were just founded in 2020, um, so they're they're in their infancy. You know, only. 18 months, a little over 18 months old right now. And um, that we're one of the founding members of that. So there, there were a number of you know companies um, that joined that association to help um, create them. But in terms of building science, one of, you know, what they're really trying to do is drive um, better practices for range screen design and, and implementation of range screen, the range screen principle um, based off of science, you know, and based off of, um, you know, how things should function um, and, and not just doing things because, because just because <laughs> that's how we've always done it as, um, you know, you hear that often and um, that's something that we really want to try to avoid and try to do things based off of rational science-based approach. So. Excellent. Brian, it's been an honor and pleasure having you uh, on the show today. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having us. It's, it's been great. Awesome. Our guest today has been Brian Nelson, General and Technical Manager at Nightwall Systems. Nightwall Systems is recognized as the most advanced thermally isolated rain screen attachment system on the market today. Their expertise is focused on the means and methods of attaching rain screen facade panels to the building while reducing the impact on the insulation, reduced thermal bridging. For more information, feel free to visit nightwallsystems.com. Again, that's nightwallsystems.com. You've been listening to the Smarter Building Solutions Podcast, powered by Grig Systems. Our show highlights exclusive interviews with industry-leading architects, designers, contractors, manufacturers, and thought leaders who construct our communities and the national infrastructure that connects all of us. Our sustainable and innovative material applications are essential in some of the most iconic building projects in the country as well as your city and community. 
The podcast eliminates the challenges, breakthroughs, and proven building material solutions brought to industries, organizations, and communities. We look forward to you joining us again next time. I'm Tom Dior.